Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good morning. Happy Saturday. Welcome to another edition of the Northland Sports Page. It's Brian Prudhomme. It's Dave Cook. It Hi, is Brian. the last show of 2023. And Dave wants to get it started. Hi, Dave. Let's How are get you today? It started. That's right. We could have gone with that, but we like our open. We do like our. We open. rock out to this one pretty it's, good. It's kind of strange when you're in when you're in my arena. I always try to to plug this in, and I always get the head shake. Right. You know, I'm just waving at you. Basically, when I play that song, it's just kind of a wave. Well, again, my favorite moments when we talk about the year, which we'll do our top ten stories next week. We'll we'll let 2023 have its final two days here before we put those kind of cumulative ideas together but one of my favorite moments of 2023 was of course going to the twins home opener and you know i'm insanely guilty of let's get there a couple hours early because by the way they let you for that game the gates are open nice and early so there's a dj at the opener just banging music for folks in the concourse that song was played (laughs) and i was with steve potosha and with lots of other show fans in my group and they went, hey, are you just going to start talking now? Yep, let's just go. And I said, well, you guys have known me for how many years? When do I not talk? No, that's true. When is it? When is the actual start time? Is it before the alarm or is it after the alarm when you start talking? In the, the morning? Day? I am not necessarily quiet in the morning, but I am not a morning person. Now, Saturdays 10 to noon might be a little bit different, but I don't have a problem getting up early, but being functional early, that's different. Oh, man, I bounce out of bed. When I'm on. Well, now you do if you're not careful. No, that's fine. But again, the torn meniscus recovery is coming along. You look good today. It's coming along. I still kind of resent the walker a little bit. But, you know, last week I fell twice. And so, um, yeah, I got lucky. Didn't do anything to meniscus, but it was a little embarrassing. So you're saying we should have opened with Chumbawamba. I get knocked down, but I get up again. That was the story of your week. So I take the fall in the living room right before Christmas dinner, right? And I'm thinking, it's not like when I hit the ground, it, it there's a make no noise. So if the tree, you know, if a tree falls in the woods and nobody's there, yeah. you'd know if I fell in the Instead, woods. Instead, you were like, Ben Stiller, big tree fall hard. Right. And the only person, the only thing that came and checked on me was my mom's little two pound dog. He came over and looked at me and licked me in the nose and walked away. So here I am lying on the ground, can't get up because my leg's blocked out in a, in a cast that's complete or in a brace that's completely straight, trying to figure this thing out. While not while looking at the floor because, you know, hubris is why I fell over. So I just enjoyed the start of that because you said, here I am on the floor and I can't get up. So I don't know what you got for Christmas this year, but anybody looking for Christmas gifts for 2024 for Dave Cook? Life alert. Let's Sounds like he's falling and he can't get I up. I do not want to be in this situation at Christmas night or 2024. Good no, Lord. hopefully not. But you mentioned not enough people checking up on you. Maybe I would fall into that category as well because I was thinking on my way in today... Yes, we've talked this week, but by our expectations or our norms, this was one of the weeks that I talked to you the least. Right, the quiet week. Right. You had the week off. I didn't. I bookended my day job. I worked the start of the week, the day after Christmas, and I worked yesterday. And then in between, I worked eight basketball games. So I kind of had a what's Dave doing kind of week, and it turned out you were uh, trying to hobble along. Yes, we were doing. We did nothing. We're planning a office upgrade. 
And so there was a lot of research going into uh, going into the new home office. So that's what Dave did for the most part. And, uh, you know, of course, nothing else because I can't like bend over. I can't run a vacuum cleaner. I did wash dishes. Uh, about four at a time. See, but now you are learning the upside to having life like me. There are a lot of household chores, indoor and outdoor, that, whoops, can't help you. There are not all bad things. How about having our dishwasher quit on Christmas Eve? Too, oh, by no. The way? Like full of dishes. And it was like, huh, these dishes are all wet, but none of them are clean and the soap is still in the thing. And yeah, so we got Doherty's coming out to take a look at it next week, I think. Yeah, that is not the best situation. None of those businesses that are our great sponsors could you have called in that scenario, but they will help us with just about everything else. Absolutely, because if you're planning a new office and you want to take a look at just completely redoing something, right? Uh, reach out to Ryan at Arola Architecture Studio. He can draw up an office that'll be second to none. Hoops Brewing, OAR Holdings, Carl Seating and Cooling, your carrier HVAC authorized dealer. Advantage Emblem and Screen Printing, Sammy's Pizza, the Blackwoods Group, including locations on London Road in Proctor, into Harbors, Blackwater, right downtown, and Tavern on the Hill, Avenue 45, the Mount Royal Bottle Shop, Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies, Pier B Resort, Kohler Toyota and Kohler Hyundai, Comfort Systems, and Mike Regan at Christensen Group Insurance. So again, we are so very grateful for all of our sponsors each and every week, even on the weeks that I talk to you a little bit less than normal but we did have a very good conversation that helped us come up with our opening topic because I did check in this week because I said, wait a minute, Dave, you told everybody last week about how your dog is going to get these buttons to communicate with you guys. That was back on the 27th. Inquiring minds want to know, how's that going? Well, we got the, we did our boot camp, our button boot camp. Okay. We got a chance to uh, listen to uh, the people uh, talk about how their dogs have done and what their tricks of the trade are. And you're not supposed to start with abstract concepts. And I was like, well, who's going to start with an abstract concept? Like, hmm, I wonder. No, it's uh, you got to start with concrete things. Brad. Okay. You got to start with. So you like, thought about it, say, sidewalk? Ball. Oh. Like, My pun game wasn't good enough there? It's it's hard with Frankie, though. She said you should always start with their favorite toy. Okay. Well, how do you teach Frank's, who's only about balls, right? Tennis balls, button bar. balls, all those things. Button bar. Right. So how do you teach a dog to say ball when he's always got a ball? Like. I don't know. I don't know what the purpose. So we have to right. figure out something else. It's like to, Christmas shopping for the person who has everything. And he likes to chase water in a bathtub. Like that was the thing <laughs> we thought we could do. We could put that in there, but that's too many words. It is. It's like, hey, I would like to chase water in a bathtub. That's that's just not. I mean, you got to be simple. And so we're trying to figure simple out. Absolutely. So knowing this was happening, I called you to say, okay, how do you want to do an opening topic for the last show of twenty three? Because the easy low hanging fruit that we've done in the past is let's do New Year's resolutions for the major sports teams. And we're going to. But I said, well, wait a minute. I said, you made you know a pretty big deal, and rightfully so, out of these you know button boot camps with the dogs. I said, do you want to do what pushes our buttons about each team? Because we could talk for the entire two hours about that if we wanted. But you said, well, wait a minute. It's only one word with the buttons. So we said, well, we could also come up with one word that describes 23 for each of the teams. So we're going to hodgepodge do a little bit of all of that. Yeah, I think uh, I think it should be fun. Give a give a little bit of resolution and try to boil that resolution down to a single phrase. Absolutely. And I got to say this, radio is not a visual medium. If I didn't say that one more time in 23, something's wrong. And I know you're probably not physically comfortable because of your pain tolerance situation, what have you. 
but this is as comfortable as I've seen you look. Just, <laughs> just it, it looks like I kind of woke you up. You're just laying stretched out on a pseudo couch here in the studio. Yeah, that's that's the way it's got to be today, Brian. I was going to say I'm going to keep back. you a little bit conversational I, if you don't mind. I have to go to uh, I have to do the I'm, I'm chauffeuring Dana today. Okay, so we're going to all the stores, but I can't get out. She doesn't want me to get out because I take forever to get any place. So she says, "You drive." And you can drop me off at the front. You can pull off to the side, listen to whatever it is you listen to. And I'll let you know when I'm coming back out. She said, that'll probably save me a half hour at each store. There you go. So instead of driving Miss Daisy, it's driving Miss Dana today. Yep, that'll be is. Dave's day. Meanwhile, we talk about pushing buttons. I'll push all the buttons. You just kick back and contribute to the conversation <laughs> if you don't mind. Okay, so that makes today different than how than it other doesn't. Saturdays. It makes it Saturday on the Northland yes, Sports exactly. page. We're happy to have you. We'll be here till noon. <laughs> I will ask you to guide the ship yep. once again. You can tell us what team you want to start with, and we'll talk about what our resolutions are, and then we'll give that that one-word description of the year that was. So, Brian, I think the most difficult team doing this is the Twins. So I, think I thought we so, should, too. I think we should finish with them. Okay. All right, so we might spend a little bit of time. Um, but let's go with, so let's go with the teams that are currently playing, uh, and let's talk starting with the Wild. The resolution for the year, right? Figure out how to get cheaper next year, next season. Um, because this year they're an expensive hockey team that's kind of middling. So I don't know if that's long-term injured reserve or if it's trade like crazy, but they're going to be, they're either going to miss the playoffs or be the eighth seed. Right. And in the NHL Close it's different yeah. because you can make a run right in the NHL. You well, can unfortunately make a run. they don't seed at eight because they do that weird division thing. But yeah. That's whatever. True. Um, so figure out a way to make, what do they call it? Lean and mean. So your team is not expensive next year, so you can blow the doors off with with uh, contracts the year after. Right. I agree with that. They certainly have some contractual decisions to make, especially because of some weird ones that they made going into this season. Yep. But now all of a sudden I'm intrigued by the coach. Yes. Figure out who's going to run the ship here. Not just Billy Guerin, but who's coaching this team. Because I thought he was a Band-Aid. Notice I said thought. But John Hines, so far... As this team go in the right direction, if they continue, I don't know that you have a vacancy, yeah. but you got to figure that out because then you either got to put players in his system or players that he likes, players that he can adjust to, or just get the players you want and get the coach to go with it. The question I have is, is this team um, coachable? Because they seem to burn through coaches and maybe it's is. Um, the fact that you only really watch one team and you're not a fan necessarily of Toronto or wherever else that might turn coaches as well. Right. But if they've only been like, around for a couple of decades and they've got what a half dozen coaches, that's a lot. Like half dozen coaches since since the new ownership. Right. Uh, it seems that you know in the middle of the season, uh, Bill Guerin has to do something to you know resuscitate this team from the bottom. Whether it's the guy last year, the player, what's his name, 74, who's playing in Toronto now, Ryan Reeves. Okay. Um, whether it's uh, you know whether it's him or this year it's a coaching change, they always seem to do have to – They have find to some sort of juggernaut drastic. to kick themselves in the butt. Yes, and yeah. so I wonder – so my word, and I had to put a hyphen in it, right, is self-awareness. Like this team okay. needs to actually be aware of where they're at. I don't think they are. I think that you've said it 100 times. I think they walk into the X – See, 18,000 people say They know again. everybody loves them, and they go, yep. here we are. Yes. I yep. think they need to be aware of their team. Self-awareness is my single word. All right. So everything that you said basically backs up the definition of the word I'm using, but I just use a different word. I categorize their year as typical because yeah. this is the wild. This is who they are. This is what they do. 
like you said, they walk into the building. The state loves them. The building's awesome. The atmosphere never really changes. Maybe the waiting list for tickets has gone down, but it's still full. It's still loud. It's still enjoyed by everybody. They did enough to make the playoffs. They didn't look like it in the beginning. They made the run to get there. They gave you that flicker of hope because they won the first game of their playoff series. Everybody got invested, and then they peed down their leg like they do in the postseason all the time. Yep. This was a different recipe in terms of characters and maybe the journey, but you look at the ultimate destination, and this was the Wild lather, rinse, repeat. Can you say that the Wild, um, if you were comparing them to other teams in other sports, you know, are they Green Bay without the one Super Bowl in the last 20 years? Like no, because good, never quite. No, because and if you fans look, that are nuts. If you look at Green Bay, as much as I enjoyed them losing in this particular game, they reached the NFC title game a lot and then lost. Yeah, that's true. There's postseason success in Green Bay. Look what you made me say in the first 15 minutes oh, of the that's show. That's true, that, though. You're not making that, it up. That just makes me cringe a little bit. I'm wondering if they are the Vikings, Seahawks, just good or yeah. They, they basically are Minnesota. Yeah, they'll be there, but what are they going to do when they get there? Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. or what they are is, you know, since 1995, basically Dallas. Yeah, they're, they're going to be there true. every year, and they're going to be talked about because yeah. they're there, halfway but don't through, ask them to do anything. Halfway through the season, they'll be the, exactly. second, the second team in their division, but with a bullet. Exactly. And yeah. So exactly. where are we going next? We're going to go, we're going to, go to the most successful team right now, and that's the Timberwolves. Uh, my resolution for them is to encourage aggressive teamwork. Like when they move the ball, like they're really good. But you see games like the Dallas game. Now they got away with it. But when they all of a sudden turn into, you know, it's my turn to do everything. It's your turn to do everything. Right. If, they, if, if anybody's not clicking, all of a sudden they struggle. You know, you saw Carl Anthony Towns have his, probably his worst game of the year. And he just kept chucking. He needs to I was going to say, I, I saw people on social media pining for him to be gone again. And I went, well, no. watch the whole body yeah, of work. This right. is as good as we've gotten from him. But they need to remember that if they move the ball, man, that team is lights out. And right. when they don't move the ball, they're just another team. So I had trouble with the resolution because I almost wanted to give the gift again because I still want this team to find a legitimate backup point guard. But my resolution. resolution. But that was my gift last week. Oh, I didn't yeah. want to do the same thing. But my resolution is keep the pedal down because, first of all, Minnesota needs this. We have to have a team that's actually really good, and we have it in basketball for the first time in forever. They have one other season where they've been this good, yeah. and we all know when it was. So because we're experienced Minnesota sports fans, I feel like there's enough of us still waiting for the other shoe to drop that either they'll take a tumble in the second half or they'll make the playoffs. And what did I tell you last week? I said, We'll be the second coming of Dikembe Mutombo on the ground crying because an eight seed beat a one seed. And <laughs> and the way that the standings are shaking out, the Lakers could be an eight seed. And boy, wouldn't that be fun if Minnesota's the one, LA's an eight, and nobody's talking about Minnesota at all. The thing is, though, nobody is talking about Minnesota because they have stars that are known up here. They don't have stars that are necessarily known across the league. People are still talking about Golden State's roster for good reason. Phoenix and their roster for good reason. Dallas in their roster because Minnesota the beat Clippers. a team without the two best players on Dallas playing. You have to keep the pedal down if you're Minnesota because nobody's expecting you to do anything still, maybe including folks in your own fan base. Enjoy that. You're going to be the top team in the West, hopefully for a while, but still flying under the radar. So embrace it is what I'm going with. And if you stay that good, then you can do the ultimate knife twist. You have your first round pick next year. You're going to draft late, right? 
hopefully. Um, You draft Bronny James because LeBron said he wants to play with his kids. So you're going to get one of two outcomes, right? You're either going to get LeBron playing for the Timberwolves or you're going to get like LeBron's going to move heaven and earth to get his kid. How ridiculous would that be? (laughs) I just think that's the ultimate knife turn. Oh, you want to be better and you want to play with your kid? Right. Okay. We'll see what's it going to cost. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that so on was, the nights that LeBron has to sit, then Towns can go for 40 minutes. That exactly works. Exactly right. My my single word for them is perspective. OK, keep in perspective where you're at, but also where how you got there and where you've where you've been. Keep everything in perspective because it's easy to get stars in your eyes and right. just keep running. So my word was promise because they showed a lot of promise. And Tim Conley basically kept a promise that he said this Rudy Gobert trade is not a bad thing. This Twin Tower thing is going to work. Now, has it for more than maybe 30, 35 games in total? Not yet. But is it showing what we all kind of went, oh, that's what they were trying to do? Absolutely, yes. How how much of that does Nas Reed help? A ton. Because there has to be a reason he kept three. It can't be Twin Towers when there's a trio of them. Yeah, and you can see what the other guy can do. Right. Because Nas has that ability as as Cat does as well. Right. All right, let's go. But but what a difference a couple months has made, just real quick, because Nas Reed was the reason that we were okay with Cat leaving town, and now it's like, no, no, no. We got a great yeah. trio. Let's keep that together. Yet, at the end of the year, when when Cat goes up to fifty million dollars a year, we might be okay, right. with him going. Promise again for the future. All right, let's go with the Vikes. Um, so my um, my resolution is uh, a little um, burnt into by history, right? Okay, um, that should be the title of a Vikings book. Yes. Burnt right. into by history, because that's how we all feel. I think they need to finally realize the value of a capable number two starter. Like, this is called the Sean Mannion resolution. Right. Get a real can, backup. Can you imagine what this would have looked like last year when your backup was Sean Mannion? You'd have been like, ah, well, here comes well, number two draft they choice. Have, they would have done what they did. They would have shopped. Yeah. Josh Dobbs still would have been here. He throws... Ephus uh, pitches out to the out to the receivers because he doesn't have an arm anymore. No, but that's what I mean. Just like they didn't want Jaron Hall initially. Well, yeah, they went and got Dobbs. You would have went and got Dobbs and probably paid more for it. Yeah, you'd have had to. Right. They hopefully they realize finally the value of a legitimate number two who can push your starter and jump in when it's needed. So if you think back twenty plus years ago, the backup quarterback for the Vikes was usually one of the better players on the roster. Are we going to see the return of? marquee guys at QB2 because we had Randall Cunningham, Jeff George, etc. for Brad a while. Johnson. Gus Farratt. Yep. Nope. That that's what but Gus Farratt's the example of the right. guy I'm talking about. Right. Just good enough to push your starter. And hopefully they looked at how this cuz if they'd have had that, this team that we're talking about if they lose out, they're going to draft in the top 10. Right. Would be neck deep in the playoffs. It's too bad he's already said he's retiring. Because now would be the time where I'd say, Teddy, guess what? You're QB too. He would have been an upgrade. Right. So absolutely. Uh, And so my single word for them is depth. We've been paper thin for too long. It's time to draft depth. It's time to pick up guys who can, um, and not just, not just quarterback, but look at our, look at our cornerbacks. Right. You know, if, if Harrison Smith goes down, what in the world do we do there? Right now, Lou, you take well, the where wrap does off Mattelis Lou, go? But he's got his own position now. But he's got twelve of them. That's, they put the graphic up. But that's why he's right. that's why he's not going to. He is, is the, it, He is the case for a defensive hybrid. He you could make the and this is going to be hyperbole in a huge way. I've already said he's the defensive MVP this year. Right, but if you think about it, next year if he ups his game a little bit, we could be talking about a bigger award for him. 
And so you need what if so if Harrison Smith goes down, what is it, Louisine finally? Or is it Jay Ward? I mean, like they have no you know, we have stars, right? But they have zero depth. Like, so our tight end situation, our wide receiver, when Jefferson was there, thank goodness for Addison. Right. But I mean, that's why they drafted him, right? But if they don't draft him, their wide receiver, they're pulling, you know, stuff out of the bottom of the trunk everywhere. And so they need, they need to look for depth. All right. So my resolution, you and I spent 10, 15 minutes chatting about before we started today, because we were talking about, well, have they been on the decline enough these last couple of weeks to make Brian Flores have to stay here because we're worried about one and done with him because he's got head coach material in his repertoire. If you will, he's done it before it's on the resume. Somebody's going to want him again. My resolution is to keep him at all costs. And I'm not saying the defense has been lights out, but it's been better than what we've been used to. And whoever the quarterback is next season is going to need that defense playing its a game to succeed I know that the Vikings were 4-4 four and four when Kirk went down. I know Kirk haters don't want to hear anything positive about him, but I would have liked to have seen the way that this defense played from the 1st of November to now with a formidable quarterback running the offense, and, and we haven't gotten that. We got glimpses, but we haven't gotten that. So I know you have quarterback questions. I don't know the answer, but whoever it is is going to need that defense run by him doing things right. Yep, 100% agree with you. 100% agree with you that, you know, if – and, and we were looking at the teams that have openings, right? And most of those teams need offensive head coaches right. because so of, hopefully he's not the guy, right? A struggling quarterback, or in Atlanta's case, no quarterback, right? Um, and it really, I mean, it's whatever it's, the Chargers want to do, right? The Chargers are the wild card, right? Though, right? Uh, the, so Harbaugh, they have a good offense is, already. Is Jim Harbaugh going to come back? And if he does, it's it's probably San Diego or New England, right? Right. So that takes one of those away, and New England's the big scary team for Flores because he was a head coach there before. But they've been talking about uh, making Jared Mayo the head coach. He's the head coach in waiting. Do they just do that? Right. So my one word, there's actually a T-shirt that exists for the Vikings that has this word on it. And I feel like this could be apropos for any year. Forget 23. You could go back to all of the Vikings history and probably put this somewhere. But I just went with disappointed. Because when this team was running at full tilt, they still started one and four. And you're going... I know we have depth issues. I know we had a new defense, but where are we going wrong? Well, we were handing teams the football. You lose the turnover battle, right. you lose the game. That's what it is. Then this team went from one and four to six and four, and we went, all right, here we go. This is this is the kind of season we hoped for, albeit smoke and mirrors with the quarterback situation. And then this team has gone from six and four to seven and eight, and you've gone, what are we? So I either could have gone with roller coaster or disappointed. I'm just disappointed in general because of the number of injuries of marquee players makes it less entertaining to watch. Yep. The results have been difficult. Turnovers are impossible to watch. Right. Just gift wrapping teams, games, that's that's difficult. Because you can say, well, this team can't win because everybody's hurt. And you wouldn't be wrong. But if you watch the game, they're in all of these. And they find a way to hand it to somebody else. Literally, in many cases. Literally, here's the ball. <laughs> right. So you look at New Year's Eve, prime time, Vikings-Packers, basically an elimination game. We should be hyped to the nth degree. And I hope in five minutes or so that Dave Hoops, I need that to try to, you know, seep into me a little bit because this is as disappointed as I've been going into a Viking Packer game because do I care? Yes. Am I glued? Yeah, no, I'll be, I'll be glued to it the way I get glued to it. I'll listen to PA and, and do things like that, but doggone it. You know, it's, it, we are at that spot, which I don't like to be. And that is, okay, so what does our record have to be for a top 10 pick? 
So let me put it to you this way. The Jets and the Wild play in two and a half hours. Yep. The Wolves and the Lakers play tonight. The Vikings and Packers play tomorrow night. Which of those three games means more to you right now? Oh, Brian, that's a good that's a good question. Just that right, right? there, because it never should be. Right. It no. never should be. The most the most fun will be, for me will be the one this afternoon. Right. The most important one is the one tonight. Right. But the and then one the I'll, one that's supposed to matter to everybody all the time is tomorrow night. But so what I was going to say is I know I'm not going to be able to watch the wild today because I'm chauffeuring. Right. right. Um, tonight's game, Dana and I never hang out, so we'll be doing something else then. Right. We'll be watching. A so movie wait, it's or an something. announcer thing because you just said Dana and I never hang out. So Jen and I really don't either. So it's a spouse of an announcer thing. Well, and Dana works nights. Right. right. So when I do have time, she's gone. Um, and then. So uh, the one that I'll probably end up watching, well, I'll watch some of it here with you, Brian, because we can talk about that in a second, Right? Um, will be the Vikings game. So the the one I'm least interested in is the one I'll probably spend the most time with. So it's just, it's a different vibe and it's not necessarily one that I'm happy about. All right, we got to put the pedal down. So let's go. And the hardest one is the Twins. Uh, my resolution for the Twins is spend, but spend wisely. Don't now that Gio is gone. Don't go bananas for uh, a number six. I was going to ask you, how happy are you that the Bo Sox seemingly overpaid for a guy that's good, but we think the best days are behind him. Yep. No. So don't go wild now and spend, you know, five years, $200 million. Not that they'd ever, Steve Patosha just rolled his eyes. Right. Um, on He's in Blaine, but unlike, if he heard it, he just turned his iPad off. Unlike Blake Snell. Right. right. Don't go bananas on a guy that walks as many people as he strikes out. Now he, he strikes out enough that he keeps, obviously he's a Cy Young Award winner, but don't go and break the bank for a guy who is breakable. He's, I mean, right. he's, or, or the guy from Cleve, the old Cleveland guy, Clevenger or Carrasco. Yeah, don't, don't, don't ruin your clubhouse by bringing a guy in just to do it. Right. I mean, you've got to not just go bananas now and spend on reclamation projects. All right. So mine will kind of play into that because my resolution was very specific. And it was give Bailey Ober a chance. I think he's got the shot to be your second best pitcher on the staff, period. I know why they babied his innings. I know what COVID did to minor league baseball. And pitchers that weren't experienced didn't gain any for obvious reasons. all the time right. in the minors. So we did it enough now, though. Yep. Yep. Take the yep. training wheels off. That kid is good and could be a major X factor. I agree. Take the leash off. Let him be... Ace-ish, if you will. It's and it's time. If he, I mean, it's Major League Baseball. If if he blows his arm, everybody does. Right, right. And so, but you got to let him be successful because if he's successful, you're right. He's your number two guy with a bullet again. Well, and the other thing this year is, I'm not sure you have a contingency plan. Last year he was that. Yep. So when Maeda got hurt and Tyler Malley got hurt, who another team threw boatloads of money at him for what reason? I don't know. But when you sustain pitching injuries, you had Plan B. As far as I know, you don't have that right now. Simeon Woods, Richard, right. who didn't get called up last year, Who by should the be way. a plan Z, right. by the way. So my word for the Twins, however, is hubris. Okay. It seems that that's a problem there. You know, they, they get a little too close to the sun, shall we say. They think they're, the, the, the office, front office, thinks they are, like, they got this thing figured out. Right. And they always They're smarter seem, than everybody. Yes, Just ask them. And, and look at where we're at. Like, last year was fun, right? Right. But just beware of the hubris that sounds like a good t-shirt you need that <laughs> yes all right so my one word and a lot of our listeners either mock or appreciate or both that my pun game is strong there's a pun here because my word for the year for the twins was whiff because <laughs> yes they struck out so much record setting pace and it really hampered the offense that had a chance to be good if they could just put the ball in play once in a while 
That was obviously a big part of it. But the other thing that's a whiff is if you get a scent of something. Well, this team got a whiff of postseason success and what it does to a franchise, what it does to a state, what it does to a fan base and stadium. I'm not going to say it mirrored 87 and 91 where you needed the decibel meter in the Metrodome, but there was a lot of standing room only the entire game yeah. during the Blue Jays and Astros series. Yep, yep. The Twins, people think it's a forgotten franchise of the ones in Minnesota. It's not. To me, it can be the biggest deal because they've won before. And during the heyday of their season in a calendar year, they're the only ones going. So when this state gets behind them, holy cow, do they yep. feed off of that? Yeah, no doubt. And when that goes back to spend, right. just don't spend stupid. I was say, that was, that was the worst news with the Bally news going, well, we, we had a great season. We're going to cut payroll now. Yep. Hope yep. you enjoyed that because next year's going to be different. Next year's going to be crickets. Yep. Right. So there you go, Brian. That's, that's the uh, resolutions and the single word to tie it all together. I was going to say, who knew two guys that probably talk way too much could actually dumb some things down to one word once in a while. <laughs> I'll tell you a guy that is Mr. Positivity, though, and usually has a lot of words about a lot of things and some really good beer as well. That's Dave Hoops. He's next. I'm Brian Prudhomme. He's Dave Cook. We are the Northland Sports Page. One more time for 2023. We had holiday music last week. You're going to notice a pattern of the bump outs today. We're wishing everybody a happy new year as many times as possible. Stick around. We'll be right back. I was not walking on sunshine this morning. I'll tell you this much. I was walking on a bit of a slippery porch and steps and whatnot. Although, again, Mother Nature for December 30th. She has not gotten the memo that it's winter yet at all, and I'm perfectly fine with that. And I'll tell you this, Dave, we weren't exactly sunshiny about the upcoming Vikings game tomorrow, but we know where to get it. Dave Ab- Hoops is next. Absolutely. There's one beacon of hope always, and he's uh, his uh, establishment down in Canal Park. I do hope to get there today. They are one of our illustrious sponsors. We are blessed with several. Closing 2023, giving them as much love as possible. Yeah, let's start with OAR Holdings. Krause Heating and Cooling, your carrier HVAC authorized dealer. Advantage Emblem and Screen Printing, Sammy's Pizza, the Blackwoods Group, including their locations up on the hill at Tavern on the Hill, Blackwater Downtown, in Two Harbors and in Proctor, and on London Road, Avenue 45, the Mount Royal Bottle Shop, Stewart's Bite Sports and Trophies, Pier B Resort, Kohler Toyota and Kohler Hyundai, Comfort Systems of Duluth, and Mike Regan, Christensen Group Insurance, and finally, the OG, Arola Architecture Studio. I'm going to let you do the last one here. Absolutely. The OG, he's the original Arola Architecture Studio, and Dave Hoops will be quick to remind you of this because Dave Hoops insists that he was second, and he's right. Hoops Brewing has been with us just about from the beginning. That fine establishment at Canal Park, I hope to get there today. I certainly hope the cherry ale still remains for at least portions of 2024, but if it goes fast, I know why. I've hyped it up for the better part of three straight weeks now. Speaking of hyping things up, Dave Hoops, do us a favor. Good morning, first of all. But do that for us for Vikings Packers because on the surface, this should be awesome. New Year's Eve, primetime, bitter rivals. Basically, the loser can see their season come to an end. The problem I'm having getting hyped up for it is the Vikings quarterback carousel continues and too many marquee guys have already had their season come to an end. But I want to get excited, and I know you can do that for me. Good morning, Dave Hoops. Uh, good morning, guys. Um, happy pre-New Year. Absolutely. To you. Happy New Year's Eve. Eve. Um, Yes, thank you. Uh, there's a lot of good reasons. Tomorrow's game is we're favored. It's home. It's a major impact game where it really matters. Uh, the team that loses is done, period. I mean, so all this other noise, is the quarterbacks and the injuries, and, you know, um, that, of course, matters. But the Vikings have a chance, again, 
which they always seem to have a chance to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory right. in some manner, and they have that again tomorrow. Uh, but they also can end up on top of this and have a you know a, a nearly a fifty percent chance of making the playoffs. You know, uh, I was looking. You know, Seattle has to play what the Steelers. Correct. I mean, all these games, Rams, Giants, none of these games are going to help unless, of course, the 49ers need to win next week, you know, against the Rams, they play them. But this game will determine if there's any chance whatsoever. Plus, it's New Year's Eve. And, uh, for example, you know, we'll have the game on. We're going to close the, the brewery when the game ends and have a, well, it's a private party that's open to the public with Duluth Running Company, like a midnight run thing. So there'll be some fun down at the brewery as the uh, New Year's Eve goes into, you know, the end of the Vikings game and people go out. We usually close at 10 anyway. We're not really a late night party type of place. But tomorrow night we'll be open late. So that'll be fun. That should be fun. Hopefully celebratory for a Vikings W. Lord knows they need it. They are doing the right thing, turning to Jaron Hall, in my opinion. Do you agree? Hundred percent. We talked about it last week, you and I, that if um right. if we lost that game, that most likely this would be the um the option. And I don't really have any expectations, but you know, he can't well, I don't want to say can't, but he most likely won't throw more interceptions than the previous two guys. Huh. And that's and the thing. You know, at, Nick Mullins did some things well positive. until he turned the football over. You know, from, from twenty to twenty or from thirty to thirty, the offense ran just fine. It was costly turnovers in bad spots, not that they're ever good ones. Well, and you guys know this. Any everybody listening knows this. But what, what are we one and eight or one and nine this year when we lose the turnover battle? Right. We're right. undefeated when we win it. Very simple. I mean, you know, we're second in the league in most turnovers, but the Browns are the worst, and they're going to the playoffs. Right. I was going to say, right up there Both are the like Browns it. and the Eagles. So it depends on if you can overcome it. Speaking of overcoming things, I'm going to ask you this now, Dave Hoops. But I'm going to Dave Cook and I will make a bigger topic of this. On time for two more tomorrow, we're going to go five to six as a pregame. I'm going to ask callers in general. But speaking of having to overcome things, Kevin O'Connell's had to do that all year with the roster shakeup, lack of depth, injuries, what have you. He's also been polarizing because sometimes his play calling makes you scratch your head. There are games that they've lost that they shouldn't have, that responsibility can be pointed to him, of course. What kind of grade, if you're a teacher, let's say, filling out a report card for Kevin O'Connell this season, what kind of grade to date would you give him? Well, you know, I have to temper that a little bit, whereas I probably overgrade. I'm like an easy grader. They would like me as a teacher. But <laughs> um, I give them a solid B, and, and I thought about B plus, but I actually downgraded it just barely. So, And, again, everything you mentioned, everything they've been through, uh, I, uh, our, his new coach, Flores, you know, he had a part in that. Maybe they can keep him, maybe not. But I think he's a great coach. I think that he is maybe guilty of um, last the, those play calls in the Cincy game with the right. you know, third and one and fourth and one really bother me, but I'm not going to ding him for a whole year for that. So I give him a B. So Dave Cook, where do you go with that? Because again, we'll leave it up to the callers tomorrow night to do their own version. And I'm sure everybody wants to wait until after tomorrow's game or even after the season finale in Detroit to really grade him out. I'm with Dave Hoops similarly that it's hard to hold the Cincy game against him too far, but I had problems in the beginning of the year of lack of even attempting to run the football. I know he's a pass-happy guy. I know the game is, but the fact that the Vikings don't have a running game can be an indictment on them personnel-wise, but to me, at times, it was an indictment on not trying to have one either. But the injuries are a factor. This team is still in it. Most teams wouldn't be. 
I know they were four and four when Kirk went down, and a lot of the fan base was saying, "Well, fast track to four and 13. Well, they're seven and eight with two left. I flirted with a B minus and kind of went C plus. Yeah, no, I'm at the C plus, but for a little different reason. Um, I think what scares me scared me. Do you remember when Joe Webb took over for Christian Ponder and the first drive of the game when they let Joe Webb do Joe Webb stuff, they ran right down the field? And then they asked him to be a real quarterback? Yes. So my fear, my concern is that Josh Dobbs played, you know, completely out of structure. You know, they ran all kinds of goofy stuff. And it worked. Game three, he said, all right, so Kirk Cousins, you need to be Kirk Cousins now. And he took away all of his strengths and put him in situation where all of his weaknesses were. And... So this might be the first real test that he had, and that's the thing that I don't know is is how he's had to work in those situations before. He failed that. And so that bit is a reason. So I think that there's nothing he can really do about turnovers except try to coach it up. And with Mullins, it is what it is. But that three, four weeks there with Dobbs is a red flag because when he let Dobbs do his thing, they won – when he didn't let his quarterback do his go to his strengths, they lost. So in this in this draft where you've got quarterbacks with all Galore. kinds of skills, right? You have to look for the best pocket passer, which is why I've I've told you when doing drafts, I I skip over like Jalen Daniels and I go get Penix Jr., who you're going to be able to see tomorrow uh, from Washington because he's a drop back passer who throws in structure. All right, so that was a fun question for me to pose to both of you. We know Dave Cook's got dynamite ones for you, Dave Hoops. The last one of 2023. Here we go. All right, so this is the one that got me yesterday. So Ohio State's uh, lost yesterday, which is fine. Um, But Devin Brown was our quarterback to start the game. Now, Devin Brown is the greatest example of why they should go back and say, if you're a quarterback, these are your numbers. Because the quarterback played with number 33. He looked like a middle linebacker out there. So what I want to ask Dave is what's the most iconic number in sports? Example, number 32 is Jim Brown, right? Or in the different level, it could be OJ Simpson. Or Magic Johnson. Right, right. So in your opinion, Or Carl Malone. What's the most, give me a name and number of something, uh, of a player and a number that's iconic. Well, um, for me, it's really easy. It's always been and always will be number 10. And um, that's a personal thing with me, my family, everything else. It goes back to me, to Franny, watching the greatest uh, running quarterback maybe ever, at least for a long, long time until the modern era, play ball. And um, the number 10 just has a certain, I don't know, a ring to me that, that just makes it attractive. And I, I'm not even naming. There's dozens and dozens and dozens of number tens. And all, uh, surprisingly, I also wanted to ask you guys this: Oregon plays at noon on. You knew I'd get that in. I knew you would. Day, um, but uh, Bo Nix may or not play. He's number ten. But their their um, defensive captain is also number ten. I've never seen that on the same team. I don't understand that. Well, with the amount my, of. With the amount of Division Three football that Dave and yeah. I have been a part of, duplicate numbers is par for the course, but you're right, a D1, that's a little bit different. I have a different problem with all kinds of collegiate studs choosing not to play to uh, protect their draft stock, but that's a different topic altogether. This is hard, Dave Cook, because immediately, and even though I wasn't the biggest Michael Jordan fan, immediately I went to 23. Because anybody who wears it, oh, you think you're Michael Jordan. You know, LeBron wore it for a spell as well. And I even think of, I believe, Royce Lewis wears it now. And I'm not sure if that's his reasoning at all, but that's one that just kind of raises an eyebrow if anybody can sport 23 and mean it. 
the most iconic number in sports, though, to me is is ninety nine. Yes, and I and I'm not the biggest Wayne old fan, but anybody who You're sported ninety anybody who sported ninety nine, you thought, okay, this this is a Gretzky wannabe, but ninety nines were always characters. I mean, there were crazy relief pitchers that wore ninety nine. You Al know, Noga. I'm a big Daniil Hunter guy. I'm yep. pretty sure he's ninety nine as well. But Gretzky set the bar and has kept it there. Nope, I think that's a good one. All right, so question number two, Dave. Um, so with the uh, injury, the one thing that I needed to do was go take care of my feet. So we went uh, and, and had a uh, mount of manicure, pedicure, right? Yes. All right, so here's a question, gentlemen. As a gentleman, when you go and get a, a uh, pedicure, right, what nail polish color should a guy get? And maybe what's the reason for your color? Wow. Dave Hoops, I'll, I'll let you go first, second, third, and fourth with this one, but I'll, oh, I'll, on. I'll attempt an answer. Chicken. This is a great question, Dave. Um, a little, I'll, I'll keep it brief, but a few years back, my daughter asked me to go and do this with her, and, of course, my initial answer was going to be, no way. But, you know, I was trying really hard to, you know, kind of be a good sport, and I went with her, and I'll tell, I'll, I'll be public. I loved it. It was, it is great for my ugly toes. It was great for my feet, for my circulation, for my running. And I'm saying this because I went yesterday with my daughter, Daisy. You and I could have seen each other, Dave. I was there too. I think you guys should go together next time and maybe hug it out when you're done too. Yeah. So I've, (laughs) go ahead, Dave. Anyway, I'm sure Brian's hating this, but (laughs) the, the, the color is zero color. Uh, that's that's Clear. my answer. There Sorry you go. to make it yeah uh, weak on you, but that's my answer. So Dave, oops, I'll go with this. I'm not hating it at all because hearing your explanation intrigues me because I've never done it. And it makes me wonder if I should because with my situation, having had cerebral palsy my entire life, a lot of people ask me, you know, are you in any pain? And realistically, no. I mean, any human, yeah. especially over the age of 40s in, in some, but you know, there's there's nothing truly that... Cerebral palsy causes painful walking for me. That's not true. The closest thing would be my feet, though. They take the brunt of everything. My my ankles are just there for show. They don't do much. And I really don't like to touch my own feet. I don't like the idea of having others touch my own feet. I'm not going to concern myself with nail polish color. I'd go purple because Skull Vikes. You should go Battleship Gray for East. But I would wonder if it would do some good things for my feet or if the poor person that had to do it could can prevent themselves from being nauseated at the concept. You got to tip them well, that's for sure. I'd be tipping for days. All right, so here's the next question, guys. Um, let's see, I've got two here. All right, so Dave, you are visiting, you're visiting with a, a kid and you're introducing sport to them. What's the most, most inspirational athlete current? Who would you tell a kid to pay attention to? Not not Charles Barkley's I'm not a so role model. Currently, not historically. Correct. And somebody that you'd say, you should pay attention huh. to this guy. He has whatever. Wow, currently is hard. Because then you can't go back to being a kid and say, well, this is what influenced me. Dave Oops, uh, you can take the uh, branch of going first here. I'm glad you have to. This that's a great it and is. very very really difficult is. question, and frankly, and, you important know, and, if you think about it. Well, and I hate to do this because I'm going to name a person that I really I argue with my son constantly about his worth, but um, I really think LeBron is a, a really really solid human being. If you don't look at all his BS as far as what he does, what he gives, where he goes. 
the messages he sends, the uh, the message that he's 140 years old and he's playing a million minutes. Um, I think he's actually a pretty good inspiration, and I can see my son, who will argue to the death that he's the greatest ever, and he's probably sent that message to a lot of younger people. So I don't know. That was a tough one for me. So that's my answer. Yeah, this is very difficult, and I'm going to give an answer that Dave Cook is going to hate, and there's going to be an audible eye roll, and I understand why, but I'm sorry I'm going to go with it anyway because it's probably something that I can relate closest to. I'm going to go with Brock Purdy because I think if it was me, I would never know what it's like to be the guy, be the top pick, be the hype machine, be all that. I would be used to having my back against the wall and people telling me what I can't or shouldn't do. And I got to think somebody who was literally labeled Mr. Irrelevant, like a Brock Purdy, has to be used to that and has to show that it's not necessarily correct and just just continues to, you know, prove the naysayers wrong, minus Monday night, of course, but, you know, and, and gets himself with good people. Kyle Shannon in his corner. I would say emulate Brock Purdy. Don't give up on yourself. Don't emulate Trevor Bauer. We'll just right, start with right. that. Um, but, I, you know, I'm going to go local. I, I think the guy that you should Gianna emulate. Gianna Neekins? Well, you could do that, too. Right. Um, there's a lot of high school kids you could do that with. Um, but the guy is, uh, the guy for me to emulate local is Ant. Because he came into a situation that was a mess. You know, they were on the dump, but his attitude never changed. Right? He's always been positive. He's always worked hard. He's the one that kind of put his arm around Carl Anthony Towns, who was a senior, and said, come on, let's do this together. Like, those are the mindsets I want kids to have. All right, I like that. I'm going to give you one situation where folks should emulate me, and that's make your way to Hoops Brewing as often as possible. Dave Hoops, give them the good reasons, because you've always got good beers. You mentioned stuff game-related for tomorrow, but I'm planning on hopefully stopping by there today. Give everybody great reasons to uh, you know, make their way in to close 23 and open 24, perhaps. Well, we're going to be um, hopping today. There's a whole lot of, um, you know, in, internal activities going on there. And it will, but we have, I want to scream out the, to the French beer. I mean, the, the fruit beer, sorry. I was thinking about, we have a whole bunch of German Pilsners on tap. Okay, but we have four fruit beers. And that's the end of the year, finish strong. Cherry, guava, blueberry, and, and chili Pilsner, which is. I feel like you just gave me my menu for the day, but go ahead. Yeah, try it. it. It's actually really, really, really good. And then, of course, tomorrow, if you do wear a jersey, doesn't matter which team, um, Packers, Vikes, you get a free beer. That's always the case. Um, and then we are all going to just wish everybody out there in listening land a happy new year and a great 2024. Absolutely, Dave Hoops. Every year that we get to spend with you is better because of you. We appreciate it yet again, and we'll uh, kick things off next week. A little different twist to the show next week, but I'll walk you through that over the phone. We appreciate you again here this Saturday, and uh, Happy New Year, my friend. You are the best. Thanks, guys. Happy New Year to you. Have a great uh, night tonight. Absolutely. That is Dave Hoops. That's our guy, Hoops Brewing. That's the place to be anytime. I hope to be there today. My brother-in-law is in town from the metro area, and he loves it, so we're hoping to uh, frequent that together today. Yeah, no, that should be fun. If I mean, if you're out and about, there's no better place to frequent than Hoops Brewing. Speaking of somebody out and about in the world of sports, we check in with our good friend Sadie Keller. She just keeps raising eyebrows everywhere she goes. We talk about her latest ventures when we come back. Stick- For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. 
Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. A little foxy lady, a little method to our music madness today. We'll tell you why in just a moment. But first, we want to give love to our sponsors. We just heard from one of the best. But they're all the best. That's why they're with us, Dave Cook. Absolutely. Let's start with Mike Regan at Christensen Group Insurance. Comfort Systems, Kohler Hyundai and Kohler Toyota, Pier B Resort, Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies, Mount Royal Bottle Shop, Avenue 45, the Blackwoods Group, including London Road location, Proctor, Two Harbors, Blackwater, and Tavern on the Hill, Sammy's Pizza, Advantage Element and Screen Printing, where life is probably starting to get back to normal after the It is. I talked to uh, Jim Carnes this week. He was refing one of the basketball games I worked. He works there as well. He said they're getting busy. Yeah, I, I imagine they're getting crazy right now. This right. is when people start to buy. Uh, Krause Heating and Cooling, your carrier HVAC authorized dealer. OAR Holdings, Hoops Brewing. We just talked to Dave a minute ago. Uh, and Arola Architecture Studio. You mentioned talking to Dave Hoops a moment ago. It's interesting that we close the segment talking about people you want to emulate. When it comes to working in sports and getting your feet wet and climbing the proverbial ladder, I think we got a good one here. I do, and and not just that, but having to overcome a bunch of stuff as just being a young lady in in sport. I mean, she's we talked about emulating. Yeah, if you had a if you had a young lady that you're trying to get involved in sports, Sadie's probably the one that you want to emulate. So with that, we'll bring her in, Miss Sadie Keller, our foxy lady. But it's a different sort of pun that we'll touch on later. She has worked for. The Duluth Huskies, the Eau Claire Express, the Minnesota Gophers. Currently with the Minnesota Twins, I left that whole Yankees minor league experience out for good reason. (laughs) But she did some good work last week, Vikings-Lions as well. We want to bring her in and talk a little bit about that because, Dave Cook, it's not uncommon for us to exchange Christmas-slash-holiday greetings with her. But when she said, you know, have a great Christmas Eve, by the way, I'm working the Fox booth with Kenny Elbert and Jonathan Vilma today, you and I basically said... Oh, oh, right. About that. Look at her. She changed sports right. again, but she didn't. She went from college football at a high, high end college football where she was elite all the way up to uh, all the way up now to the pros. So to think she used to look up to us. I think those have changed. I think her contact <laughs> list has yes. gotten a little bit more impressive. So good morning, Sadie Keller. And that's quite the lead in. So let's just start there. Christmas Eve is a big day for a lot of people for family related reasons. Yours was different. The floor is yours. Good morning. Tell us all about it. We love having you here. Good morning. Wow. Thank you guys for that very kind introduction there. Um, But yes, uh, Christmas Eve this year, we're lucky enough to be over with the Vikings. I'm working with Fox and it was a a great game. And I've been able to to work with Fox for the last few years throughout my college career, whenever they're either with the Vikings or different gopher games, Um, just they're helping out if they need anything, any of the announcers need anything up in the booth with them. So it's always a great time. Always really grateful to, to be working in the booth there, but um, should be a fun one today as well. So when you talked about working in the booth, tell us what that is, because you're, you're not broadcasting. Are you feeding stats? What, what is the day like in your specific role? So normally it's a, a pretty early call time there, but you're kind of, just there for whatever our talent needs. So um, I was working pretty closely with Kenny on that game day. So if he needs to go down the field, you're the ones escorting him down there. If he needs to go back up to the booth, if he you know needs to go in and chat with a specific player or someone like that, um, you're just kind of there and they're the right-hand man for the day. So having done things like that, and I know you're currently with the Minnesota Twins in a great spot there too. 
So I don't want to necessarily say what's the end goal because right now you're in a great spot. As a lifelong Twins fan, I wouldn't mind swapping roles with you for at least a week. But you continue to impress and, and climb the ladder both on a on a local, state, and national level. Is there something that in your mind you're going, before it's all done, I want to have done this? You know, I, I'm i really happy with the Twins, and I would love to continue to work in MLB. So that's definitely the, the end goal for me, but would love to bring a World Series to the Twin Cities and, and work that. I think that would definitely be the, the top of my list there. I have to tell you that we would all wholeheartedly agree with that. Now, what is most interesting to me is because when I met Sadie Keller, I think you were either 14 or 15 years old. So times have changed significantly. But <laughs> the kid I met then was a hardcore Jonathan Lucroy and also a Milwaukee Brewers fan. I don't know if you thought I'd remember the Lucroy piece or not, but here we are. But you, you were Miss Wisconsin when it came to sports. You said to me last week via text that come time for Vikings Packers, you might, might be on our side, which for me is the purple. And we had you at training camp with us this week. Have we weaned you all the way to the right side of the bridge? You have, you have. And it pains me to say that still just a little bit, but I am scrolling tonight and I am on the bike side. Wow. So, yeah, we're quiet. So working, we don't get shocked very often. I was going to say, so working relationships can truly change somebody because this is the kind of intervention you just don't see. How did we get here? <laughs> I just would love that for the Twin Cities area, you know, being in Minneapolis for five years now and, and being able to work with Minnesota sports fans day in and day out. I would love to have them get that win and would love to hopefully see some playoff implications from the game as well. So uh, I I don't have purple on, but I've got purple inside today. We've, we've, we've seen her in it. Yeah, 100%, right? <laughs> wow. Just when I thought I couldn't love conversations with you anymore, here we are. You mentioned Minnesota sports. Let's talk a little bit about the University of Minnesota because that is your alma mater, but you've maintained a, a very good relationship with them. Are they getting work out of you during the proverbial offseason for the Twins, or or what's a day in the life of Sadie Keller like right now? Yeah, I uh, still help out with Gopher football on game days, still uh, over at Huntington Bank Stadium, and absolutely love doing that, just helping with media and kind of filling in wherever is needed there, but for the most part, we're all gung-ho on the Twins offseason. We're getting ready for a few events with Twins Fest right. um, and then going right into spring training. You know, I think I saw the countdown was just under 50 days. So we, uh, we'll be back in Fort Myers and, and back into the regular season before you know it. That's absolutely nuts to think that we're that close, Brian. All right, Sadie, I'm going to take you out of the out of the sports realm for a second. Now, I know for a fact, because I saw the pictures, that you and the fam decided to take in oh, most of the Western Hemisphere when it comes to Europe uh, over the last little bit. So what were the things you saw? What was your favorite thing when you guys were over, over across the pond? Yeah, so my family and I just got back. We did two weeks in Europe. We uh, went to London, Paris, and Rome, and it was just a wonderful family time. Um, it's been quite a while since all four of us have been together for that long, so just that in itself was great, but... Um, we went to Abbey Road in London, which was absolutely incredible. Me and my dad were just just fangirling the whole time about everything Beatles. Um, did you do your Paris own picture was, version of the album cover? Everybody knows that one. We did. Nice. We did. Nice. Yes, I'll have to send it to you. Please do. Um, but uh, Paris was great. We went to the Louvre. And then when we were in Rome, um, we did a day trip down to Pompeii. And that was absolutely incredible as well. That does sound like quite the trip. We are talking to former Duluth Huskies intern Sadie Keller, also has worked with the Eau Claire Express, currently works at the Minnesota Twins, has done a lot with the Gophers, 
And just last weekend for Vikings Lions was working the Fox booth with Kenny Elbert and Jonathan Vilma. I hope you didn't share the message I gave you about Jonathan Vilma, but we'll keep that off the air. I do want to ask you this, though, because we talked, again, the segment before you about emulation. And I do encourage younger folks, or even in the case of Dave and I, sometimes older folks, to emulate the work ethic that you have. When did it strike you that this is what you wanted to do? Because, you know, I've done play-by-play forever, and people ask me about it, and I said, well, I was seven. Seven years old, doing play-by-play, turning the volume down, playing my own video games, and doing the play-by-play myself. When did it strike you that this was the career choice for you? Yeah, so it's actually funny you're asking me that now. I'm back home in Casanova, Wisconsin today. I have a family Christmas party a little bit later. Um, but really it was here when I was growing up. We had a hometown talent league, um, town ball, baseball here in Cas, And just seeing how it brought the community together. You know, everyone was over at the ballpark on Sunday afternoons. And it's a very small community of about 300 people. But everyone would be at the ballpark no matter what day it was, what was going on. And just the impact that it had in our community was absolutely incredible. So I knew that I wanted to to work in sports and I wanted to build that community as much as I could. And, you know, starting with the Huskies and seeing you folks, I think you had a great impact on me wanting to be more the communications PR media role. Um, and I did that for eight years and now I'm marketing with the twins, but really that's kind of a, a big step is you guys having that impact on me as well. Well, we appreciate that because Dave, I got to tell you this and you know it already, but I'm just going to tell our listeners out there too. She may be all about the marketing and communications, but she was a better analyst than she gives herself credit for. She was <laughs> not yet in high school, I don't think, and, and doing some play-by-play work with me. She was better at that than she says. Well, and she's never been afraid to make contact. That's the biggest right? thing. That's her, that's her greatest strength right there. Uh, so Sadie, we were t- Brian and I were talking about this earlier and we were talking about, you know, when you're exposed to so many people that you know, would love to be exposed to in the past, right? Um, is there ever a time that you actually went and got a baseball or a football to have it signed by somebody? And if not, if, if the answer is simply no, is there ever, a, uh, how would somebody go about doing that? What would be the best way to get a, a signature from a player? I used to when I was a a young fan. I was always one of those kids that were always down by the net, you know, right when gates opened at at Miller Park, American Family Field now. But uh, since I really started in the sports industry, I haven't as much. Um, You know, I'm really fortunate that a lot of these folks are my coworkers and I get to see them on a day-to-day basis. And it's almost not looking at it in that sense anymore. Um, I do have a really nice, uh, print that Carlos Correa actually signed. Um, I wrote a story on him, not this past season, but the season before, and, and he was so gracious enough to frame it and sign it for me. Um, but really, if, if you're a kid going down to the game, I always say get there as early as you can, get on one of those sidelines side or by the foul poles if you're at a baseball game and be ready and have a pin ready and make sure it's easiest for the uh, the athlete that comes up to you to just quick sign and, and get out of there but definitely get there early I think is a, a good tip that's great advice speaking of advice I have two more questions for you to close number one is this what was the pinch me moment because you've talked about you know I haven't done as much autograph seeking or memorabilia seeking because you work with these people and they're co-workers they're friends but who's a specific person or a specific moment that, you know, maybe you didn't fangirl as you put it, but you wanted to, you thought I, I'm friends with that person now, or we work together. What, what parallel universe is this? Did you have a moment like that? 
I don't know of a, a moment like, well, we worked together, but just opening day, my first year in MLB, sure. that was just the most moment. We uh, always do breakfast on the plaza with the twins. So being out there and, and seeing all those fans waiting in line to come and get, you know, your coffee and your hot dog at 6 a.m., just like sitting there and seeing all these folks so excited to come to the game later and be part of the Twins baseball family and Twins territory and knowing that you're a small part of putting that on, that was just a, oh my goodness, like we're here, we're in MLB, we did it after working so hard to to get to that point. That was definitely a a moment to remember forever. I would agree with that because if it makes you feel better, I'm just a fan on opening day, every home opener for the twins. And I still get butterflies each and every time. And you could bring John Carlson. He could have coffee and hot dogs and grade the hot dogs. Right. One more hot dog critique for him to give, but one more piece of advice that we want to get from you, Sadie Keller for listeners out there, because we've talked about, again, emulations kind of been the theme of the day ever since we talked about it a segment ago. What advice would you give people that want to have a career like yours? How did they get started? You you broke in very early. I did it too. My first radio gig was when it was first legal for me age-wise to have a job. You know, you, you can never start this too early. But if somebody, I don't want to say wants to be Sadie Keller when they grow up, but wants to start climbing that ladder in sports, path, yeah. how do they do it? I would definitely just say networking, which... I feel like it's commonly talked about, but it's so, so important in the sports industry. You know, get on LinkedIn, get on Twitter, and just start looking up different individuals that either work in the sport or the league you want to work in. Maybe it's a specific team and reach out to them, see if you can get 15, 20 minutes of their time and just be curious, you know, ask them all those questions. See, you know, if you're on LinkedIn, you can see the path that they took. So maybe it's a certain school that you want to go to. Um, but definitely just start talking to folks and see what you can find out as early as you can. Networking is never a bad piece of advice. Boy, oh boy, are we glad we networked with you. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for the time. Once again, have the happiest of new years. You know, we're going to be bugging you again in 2024. (laughs) Happy holidays and happy new years. Happy new year, Sadie. Absolutely. That is Sadie Keller. I say this phrase a lot. I don't know if I can mean it more, but one of the best. I just really, I mean, from the day we met her, her enthusiasm and her fearlessness, and that's kind of what I thought she was going to say, her fearlessness climbing the ladder and, and going after her sports goals, is that's the emulation. If you want to do it, don't be afraid of it. No doubt. Have no fear. You remember those t-shirts? I do. I wonder if she would have liked those Along because she one, emulates those pretty well. When you Remember the heat-sensitive one? You could do that too where you could have no fear and then you could touch it and it would change colors. There you go. Coming up next in hour number two, maybe you want that T-shirt size to shrink. We talk with some fitness gurus when we come back. Uh, We're the Northland Sports that was page. A good connection. Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook, stick around. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.